Welcome to Catholic Life Every Day. Hey there, dear listeners. Can you believe it? We're wrapping up Catholic Life Every Day series today. Uh, it feels like we just started this yesterday. We embarked on this enlightening journey of connecting the faithful, the art and science of effective parish communication. I'm your ever-curious host, John Cardenas, and I promise that today's episode is going to be a memorable one. Have you ever been to a church or your church and picked up the bulletin for the first time? Or maybe this is the first bulletin you're taking home and found yourself marveling at some of the stunning pieces of art or graphics that were selected for that weekend's bulletin. Last weekend, actually, I have found myself doing that. I wonder who or where this image came from and where did the parish take that image from? So that's the magic of what we're diving into today. We're exploring the depths of the Library of Art. If you haven't heard about the Library of Art, it's one of our latest introductions here at Diocesan. Uh, I would say the best way to describe it, and I described this to my children recently, and I described it as picture Netflix. And Netflix has an array of selections. It's the same thing for the church. This is our answer to the church's need of graphics. We have over 12,000 pieces of art from the world's most renowned museums and libraries. And it's just a number of incredible pieces of art that we're hoping today through this episode, you're able to not only take away, learn, but also share this with others that may be interested in learning more about the Library of Art. And hey, one important part of this episode today, as always, I'm not diving solo into this episode. Joining me are the brilliant maestros, Harry and Beth, who will be our trusted guides for this maze of art and communication. Welcome to the finale, Harry and Beth, ready to make some podcast magic? Hey, John. How are you doing? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Love the energy. I do have, I am curious. <laughs> I'm curious about the two of you today because one question that I did have that I wanted to ask is what are you taking away from this learning experience? We've done four episodes so far, all focus on the art of communication in, in the Catholic Church. What have you taken away? So this is this presents some good questions that you bring up. I wouldn't have otherwise thought about in order to give to the bulletin editor. So I was like, I know what line on my end, what kind of questions get asked, but I like hearing your perspective of it. That way it can have a better uh, vision of where we want this to go. Fantastic. How about you, Harry? I would also say that one of the things we've tried to push here consistently is consistency. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have been constantly consistent about consistency. No, consistency and continuity are important in a bulletin. Really. That's great. And I'm always fearful of asking this question, what have you learned with someone that has a wealth of knowledge, <laughs> over 30 plus years of experience. So I'm just grateful that you have uh, not only taken the time, I know how busy the two of you are, we're helping our parishes and helping our customers through the bulletin. So I'm just so grateful to have you both here. And again, Harry, it's been a true pleasure to journey oh, in these yeah. past it's four episodes fun. with you, for sure. Past five years have been fun to How long, how many years we've been doing them now? I think right now we're now at three years, three and a half years of doing episodes. We started first with the webinar format. Now 
fast forward to this year, we've been focusing on a podcast. So I think it's three years. It has to be longer than three years, though. We started these before COVID. So you think four years. Maybe it is four years. I could be wrong. <laughs> I think it's closer to five. I really it's do. It's crazy. Time really flies. Do. Time does fly. It does. It... We're here for this great episode. I can't wait to dive in with you guys. And I will start with you, Harry. I'd like for us to talk a little bit about this idea of the Library of Art. Why is the Library of Art becoming so integral to effective communication in today's digital age, especially for our parishes that are tied to the bulletin through diocesan and potentially for someone that's listening to this episode for the first time, they have no clue that what diocesan is or who we are. So what are your thoughts related to this idea of the Library of Art in the digital age? Well, it's been something that a lot of us have been asking for for a very long time, actually, for years, even decades, for a new art collection. Of course, most of us didn't understand what it would entail, a meaning that they have to go seek out the art, get it licensed and everything. And now we have this wonderful collection. It's overwhelmingly huge. Uh, there's over, I'm told there's now over 12,000 graphics in there. And to a lot of people, that doesn't seem like a big number, but it is really huge. Uh, the Library of Art is one of those things that it's meant to, to enhance and intensify the impact of your message. A great photograph or a graphic can really boost and boost the comprehension of what we wish to convey, so to mm -hmm. speak, uh, of any article. And there are certain, a plethora of, of graphics available now. Now, I know that when, since the Library of Art has been introduced, Harry, and I know I get a lot of these questions, especially when I'm interacting with different customers throughout the country that are either exploring our products for the first time or our seasoned customers with diocesan. The question that I often get is, what else is out there? Of course, now we have this beautiful Library of Art. We've, we've had for quite some time, I, I want to say for several years, the plan ahead featured within the diocesan.com for our bulletin customers, anyone that wants to access content way in advance, weeks in advance, months in advance, we have that source plan ahead. So the library of art to me is almost like an enhancement, an extra enhancement to what we've done over the past few years with plan ahead, but we've taken it to a whole different level. What are the insights that you're getting from customers when you're having discussions with them about the library of art? What is the feedback that you're getting these days? Oh, it's huge. They love it. It's overwhelming. In fact, that's the number one comment and word I hear. It's very overwhelming. Uh, they're grateful we've organized it in a an easy to access and use manner with curated categories or uh, just sections for and that's, it all falls under curated, but we've organized it into holy days, into ordinary time, into Christmas, Easter, Advent, Lent, and the saints. And then the, without going into a lot of detail, it runs in the chronological order of the Catholic calendar mm -hmm. with the saints and the Sundays. So when you are presented with the library, it's a very easy to use item. Very simple. Very insightful, Harry. Thank you for that. Now, Bev, with so many resources available today, 
goodness, we can name them, but we're not. <laughs> Our focus is the library of art. What sets the library of art apart, especially when enhancing bulletins today? We've talked the past four episodes of this series. We have journeyed through how to help parishes look at bulletins differently, to really plan ahead, to really prepare their messages to not only inspire others to live their Catholic faith, but also for anyone that's first joining the parish for the first time or joining a church for the first time, what is creating an experience, a memorable experience that they can take away and bring back home? So from your perspective, what is unique about the library of art in, and when we're enhancing bulletins today? I think the best part about it is it's already built into the diocesan website. If you look up at the top bar, one click, and then you're in the library of art. And it just, all the information just falls in your lap. For that week, you could search out what's the reading, what's the gospel. Um, you've got graphics that are just catered towards your bulletin. Basically, and I'm not going to say your bulletin writes itself, but if you follow the guidelines, <laughs> your bulletin is just going to write itself. And I think that's what sets it apart as opposed to having to look up the readings, having to comprehend them, finding relevant images and graphics that old prints this weekend's readings with the library bar. It's already there. That's true. Now, and I know that the, or at least the common theme also that we hear a lot from our bulletin editors or designers is that they find themselves in a bind sometimes as to father is asking me to design something that I don't know where to find. So do you think the library, does the library of art make it, makes it easy to do that, to search for an image that's related to a specific liturgical, I think Harry alluded to calendar events or Catholic calendar events throughout the year. Is that something the library of art does for us yeah. today? So chances are following us, we need to look at something that's coming up in the next liturgical week since we go by a week by week basis. So just on that front homepage, you've got the next three liturgical feast days or holy days or solemnities. Those are right there on the screen right now. You can see the next two feast days plus a Sunday in ordinary time that's coming up on, on us right now. Um, if he's looking for something way out in advance, there's two buttons you click on the homepage that say view curated collections or curated collections. And if you're a picture person like I am, you scroll through the pictures and find what you're looking for. That's one way to find it. Mm -hmm. If you're more of a words person, you go up to that toolbar. One thing I have noticed is that it will only search with a keyword of one word at a time. So if you're looking mm -hmm. for a picture of Mary, just type in Mary and you have the entire library, every single Mary picture. It doesn't give me a number how many come up, but it's a lot. A vast resource indeed. And Beth, thank you so much for sharing with us that visual. We do have this video on our website at diocesan.com forward slash podcast. For those of you listening, maybe asking yourselves, what is she talking about? Feel free to visit our website at diocesan.com forward slash podcast. Now, for both of you, considering the vast array of library of art content elements available, what should be our priority when choosing the right mix for bulletins? Beth and I disagree on this one. She's a little more practical. I myself, I use the curated collection strictly. Okay. I don't search anything. I go straight to the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And I'm very familiar with how the library works. And I know there's going to be a traditional cover 
or a contemporary cover. And I look at both of them and I basically choose the one that I dislike the least, so to speak. I don't really struggle looking for something that appeals to me personally, mainly because I know everybody who looks at the bulletin, it's going to be a 50-50 shot. Half of the people will like what I've chosen. The other half will not. That's just the odds and averages. Um, so I just go, I pick it and run. The way I look at it is there's 12,000 graphics in there. If I were to use about four of them every week, it would take me over 60 years to use <laughs> them all. And I don't have much time left on my clock to do that. So I just grab and go because I know that diocesan has already sorted out the relevance to for me, be it Easter, Christmas, the fifth Sunday of ordinary time or the feast of Christ the King. It doesn't matter. They have the category and I can be confident just say, that one will fit my space perfectly. I don't really care for it, but it works. Whereas Beth, go let's ahead, say, let, tell them how you Beth, do tell things, because she, she she makes better bulletin templates sometimes than me. Sometimes. Oh, just sometimes. People. I just like to choose the ones that are prettiest. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. I love you. That was great. I. Yeah, but you do you do a more thematic approach, I believe, that you're very good at that, whereas I do struggle to find things that complement each other easily. I think that comes more naturally to you for some reason. You've got some hidden DNA in there that allows you to go, these three items will look good together, whereas I will pick three items and... When I get them in a template, it's like somebody wearing plaid pants with a polka dotted shirt. And I go, oh, I got to go back and find something else. <laughs> so I so. guess what we're saying here is we have a little bit of everything for different types of design. If, if I'm hearing you correctly, oh, yeah. we have a more conservative approach style to design. And then we have a more maybe contemporary or more modern Approach on the website, the they separate right. them into traditional and modern. I, if you pick one, I'd say stick with it. The traditional theme or the modern theme, they both look sometimes you can in one or the other direction. All right, <laughs> let's find out, Beth. More traditional modern. or more modern? Modern, okay. Yeah, see, I always go the other. I'm traditional, I'm <laughs> old, and I pick the old stuff. Staying in that topic of the different design models. We all have different approaches on how we design, how not only that, but also you need to speak to, we, we've talked a lot about this, understanding your audience in previous episodes. We need to speak to your community, to reach your community at the level that they're connecting or wanting to be connected. So we look at the library of art, we look at so much selection. How can we maximize the impact of these beautiful elements that are being offered to the library of art in our communication? Yeah, so you can go from season to season. I think every season it does change the color scheme. So you can switch up the pattern, uh, switch up the look slightly, um, give it a fresh look every season. Uh, we just entered autumn, so it shifts it to a full focus. Okay. Uh, I think those little tips there where basically you just unload and drop it into your bulletin. We've pretty much already done all the work for you. 
this is great to have almost like a funnel effect of your images that are related to this time of the year or season in our Catholic faith, which hopefully will make life easier for anyone designing or if they're finding themselves in a bind trying to figure out what to add in this upcoming bulletin. This simplifies that approach of searching for that graphic or that image, that beautiful image that they want to include. So that's great. That's wonderful. All right. Before we conclude, uh, a final thought. If there's one piece of advice you offer to our listeners about the Library of Art in bulletins, what would it be? Less is always more. Uh, we said it before. We say it all the time, is, but... I always say one to three graphics per page is adequate. Make them large and in charge and make them complement each other and hold hands. Make your choices so things don't clash and literally jar the eyes. You want things to draw us in and appeal to us. And that's really critical in the library of art. It's something I'm still, as I've already mentioned, I'm I struggle with that, but I'm learning more about it every day. How about you, Beth? I really like the different frames that all the pictures have. You can click on a cover size and then you can get it in square size. So you can use the same wrapper on your cover of your bulletin that you use in your Sunday's Instagram post for your church's page. It's just in a different frame. So I think that's really cool that you can just basically drag and drop. I love that. And I'm glad you brought that up. It's something a lot of our, or at least a few people that I've talked to about or introduced them to a lot of area of art recently, they really love that aspect that we're not just offering the graphic, but we're giving them guidelines that this is a great image for a cover, for example, or this is a great image for Instagram or social media. So I think it's a great feature for those of you listening. If you're looking for an offering that's not only guiding you or giving you great content, but then giving you guidance as to where this will best fit. In your communication, please visit Library of Art. Now, the best way to get there is for those of you listening, you can visit art.diocesan.com. That is art.diocesan.com. If you're a diocesan bulletin customer, Beth, where can they find that if they're on their dashboard on, for diocesan bulletin customers? So if you're on the diocesan.com website, if you look at that row of buttons up at the top, the one that says art next to evangelists, we'll take you right over. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that, Beth. Thank you both for those valuable insights, quality. Goodness, it's been an incredible experience. These past four episodes, now our final episode today, the idea of quality over quantity, the authenticity worse to live by when we look at the Library of Art, but not only that, all of our other products here at Diocesan and how you can integrate content directly into your bulletin to inspire others to live their Catholic faith every day. So Harry, Beth, it's been a privilege, and I know I already mentioned this early on in this episode, but it's been a true privilege to uh, not only journey alongside both of you through this series, Beth, you have been incredible. I can't thank you enough for accepting our invitation to join this series. And I know Harry and I have been doing this for quite some time, but you have been an incredible addition to our uh, podcast this year. So, Absolutely. Thank you for your expertise and wisdom. 
We want to say thank you all who are listening today. The idea of Catholic life every day is just that, to help you, parish leader, parish bulletin editor, communication director. We want you to feel inspired by the content that we bring to you, not only via this podcast, but also through all of our products and services here at Diocese. So as we close this chapter, Connecting the Faithful, the Art and Science of Effective Parish Communication, I want to extend my heartfelt thanks to our listeners. Your commitment to enhancing parish communication is truly inspiring, and we hope you'll continue this journey with us. Before we sign off, a reminder to all of you listening, and for those of you maybe watching this video on our website at diocesan.com forward slash podcast, find us there, diocesan.com forward slash podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you wish to reach our experts, Beth and Harry, I know someone's probably Thank nodding their heads. <laughs> Please don't hesitate to contact our office or visit diocesan.com for more information about our products and services. Uh, this is John Cardenas signing off on behalf of the entire team here at Diocesan. Remember, the art and science of effective parish communication is a journey, one that we're honored to take with you. Until next time, may your messages be clear, your parish vibrant, and your faith enduring. On behalf of Diocesan, God bless. Thank you for listening. And if you like more Catholic Life Every Day, please subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.